Hello, everybody, and welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This is the Crypto Hipster, Jamil Hassan, and this is episode 28 of the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster and ending of the week of uh, February 24, 2023. And what a week it has been. Uh, let's kick off things uh, this week and talk about. Uh, some global issues. Uh, the first one is the IMF. Okay, let's look at what the IMF has told us. The IMF executive board endorses crypto policy framework, including no crypto as legal tender. Yeah, that's not cool. So let's see what they say. Um, the executive board of the International Monetary Fund has, has assessed the paper on crypto asset policy published by the fund and has expressed its agreement with its proposed policy framework. The paper is entitled Elements of Effective Policies for Crypto Assets. Um, and it's nine policy principles that have addressed micro, macro financial, legal, and regulatory issues and international coordination issues in crypto and blockchain. The proposed principles um, basically um, include analysis, monitoring, and guarding, and other uh, activity, uh, safeguard of monetary sovereignty, they said, and stability by strengthening monetary policy frameworks and do not grant crypto assets official currency or legal tender status. So the executive board expressed uh, its agreements saying that crypto assets are not official currency or legal tender status. Um, yeah, okay, whatever you say. Litecoin is used for payments across the world, and Bitcoin is sounder money than any fiat. But if you want to read things like that and, uh, you know, back them up with no uh, intelligence, then, hey, uh, you know, that article is for you, but let's move on. We're going to stay global. The global hits keep coming, man. Let's see. The BIS, the Bank of International Settlements. General Manager Agustin Carstens reckons the war between fiat and crypto has already been won by fiat. Man, these people are so delusional. Man, what's going on? Uh, the community disagrees. So the Bank of International Sediments has long taken a cautious approach to Bitcoin. No, it's not caution. It's stupidity and cryptocurrencies. However, there is, a need, there is no need for caution anymore as the battle has been won between fiat and crypto according to the BIS. Augustin Carstens, who made the claim, highlighted that technology doesn't make for trusted money. Among further criticisms of crypto in an interview, he whoa. Um, did an interview with Bloomberg, but look at the guy. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, don't make stupid comments publicly when you're hangry. Um, yeah. So, better get somebody get that guy a two foot long sub for breakfast, and he will be better. Um, so let's uh, 
let's um let's move on from this who that guy um uh, you know in, in other related news um yeah i'm gonna ladies and gentlemen don't ever don't ever make stupid comments when you're hangry all right let's go to the u.s okay that was that was global news um let us uh let us go to um what the circle ceo says i kind of like his i kind of like what the circle ceo says here um let's let's go to that the sec is not the appropriate regulator for stable coins says the circle ceo he's half right but let's get into what he says uh the us sec is not the appropriate agency to regulate stable coins according to circle founder and ceo jeremy allaire in an interview with bloomberg on february 24 the Circle chief executive aired his views on the SEC and its recent moves to clamp down on the crypto industry, including stablecoin issuer Paxos. Allaire appears to have taken issue with SEC's focus on stablecoins, arguing that dollar-pegged payment stablecoins should be under the oversight of a banking regulator rather than the SEC. Uh, he says, I don't think the SEC is the regulator for stablecoins. I agree with you, sir. Halfway. I don't think the SEC is the regulator for anything outside of the stock market. And the crypto industry is not the stock market. Uh, the SEC should stay in its lane. And they haven't done that. And they need to do that. Um, he says there's a reason why everywhere in the world, including the U.S., the government is specifically saying payment stablecoins are a payment system and banking regulator activity well unless the banks are feeding your pockets in the sec and some say they are uh then it is a banking activity um but um you know that requires a level of intelligence and um efficacy and ethics and i don't see it uh so uh circle confirmed last week that it had not been targeted by the sec following an issuance of a wells note as the finance usd and uh you know let's see i agree with you sir halfway um, so that is part of the u.s um let's go to a trade group and their and their assessment of the sec a trade group accuses sec of stealthy overreach in coinbase insider trading case overreach yeah, that's accurate. Let's see. The United States Securities and Exchange Commission has again been accused of overstepping its authority and unfairly labeling crypto assets as securities, this time in this insider trading case against ex-Coinbase employees. In an amicus brief filing on Wednesday, the U.S.-based Chamber of Digital Commerce argued the case should be dismissed as it represented an expansion of the SEC's regulation by enforcement campaign and seeks to characterize secondary market transactions as securities transactions. Yes, true. Um, we have serious, they said on Twitter, Perry Ann, DC, we have serious concerns about the SEC's attempt to label these tokens as securities in the context of an enforcement action against third parties who had nothing to do with creating, distributing, or marketing those assets, 
This is not a healthy policy-making process. Dismiss. I agree. Actually, I wrote a book, a new book, my 84th book, and I published it yesterday, and it is called Cash Flows in Crypto Valley, and it shows how Switzerland's uh, really taking charge of being a global crypto leader in the way that they are working with entrepreneurs and companies to build the future of crypto and not do this regulation by enforcement thing and um, have been and none of them have been appointed by uh, in a position where you can't get rid of them for not doing their job. And, you know, some people that some people have uh, that that luxury, unfortunately, we got to deal with them for a while. Um, but the Chamber of Commerce says in our in this case, uh, this case represents a stealthy yet dramatic and unprecedented effort to expand the SEC's jurisdictional reach and threatens the health of the U.S. marketplace for digital assets, wrote Perian Boring, founder and CEO of the Chamber of the Digital Commerce. Absolutely right, she is. Um, so, uh, Perian, you have the support of uh, me over and my uh crypto hipster publications, um, you know. So let's talk about, let's continue to talk about the SEC, but it's getting oh so tiring to come on on my show every week and talk about the, the malfeasance and the unethical behavior of um, somebody who used to teach an ethics course. I wonder where he got the idea and the content. <clears throat> mm, let's see. People should do some history here. Let's see that I wrote my first blockchain ethics book a year and a half before MIT came out and said they penned the term when they, should, they did not. So, SEC files objection to Binance USD bid for Voyager assets. You know, our idea and, and our hope is to get all the retail clients who are stuck in these platforms like Voyager, Celsius, and FTX a way to get their money back not to be prevented from getting their money back. So let's talk about the SEC, unfortunately, again. It's objected to Binance USD's move to acquire, or Binance US's move to acquire over $1 billion of assets belonging to the defunct cryptocurrency lending firm Voyager Digital. According to a Wednesday filing submitted to the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for Southern District of New York, the SEC believes that some aspects of the asset restructuring plan of Binance U.S. acquisition could breach securities laws. The securities laws of 33 and 1940 don't talk about digital assets at all. But let's talk about overreach. The SEC is formally investigating whether Binance U.S. and related debtors violated anti-fraud, registration, and other provisions of the federal securities laws. They don't exist. The SEC noted particularly concern around the security of assets through plan acquisition. Uh, this entity argues information provided in the plan purchase of Voyager assets fails to adequately outline whether Binance US or affiliated third parties will have access to customer wallet keys or control over anyone with access to such wallets. Furthermore, the filing notes insufficient provision of safeguards to ensure that customer assets are not transferred off the Binance US platform. The SEC also argues that Binance 
has not declared internal controls and practices ensuring the safety of customer assets. And neither has the SEC. Let's get out of here. Let's deal with something else. We have anything else in the US and we do. We do have one more thing and it's not with the SEC. It's a former SEC branch chief, Lisa Bragg Anka says emojis count as financial advice and have legal consequences. A judge orders that a U.S. state uh, district court, district court judge for the Southern District of New York ruled that emojis like the rocket ship, stock chart, and money bags mean a financial return on investment. According to a recent court filing, uh, former U.S. Exchange Commission Branch Chief Lisa warned users of the potential legal consequence of using emojis that might indicate future gains. She tweeted, a federal court judge rules ruled that these emojis objectively mean one thing, a financial return on investment. Users of these emojis are hereby warned of the legal consequences of their use because those two emojis were in the 1933 and 1940 Act. Clearly, they were there then, right, wrong. Uh, Bragnaca shared the link to the court filing where federal court judge Victor Marrero denied Dapper, Dapper Labs motion to dismiss the amended complaint, alleging that the NBA Top Shop Top Shot moments violated securities laws. Wow. Uh, within the filing, the judge pointed out that some tweets published by NBA Top Shot accounts on Twitter contain emojis indicating financial returns. And although the literal word profit is not included in any of the tweets, the rocket ship emoji, stock chart emoji, and money bags emoji objectively mean one thing, a financial return on investment. I think if you're in business, any business, whether it be digital or anything, um, you know, should be expecting a financial return on investment. Uh, that's the nature of business. So out of the articles uh, so far today, I know I ask you, let me know your thoughts after every article, but I, I'm going to pause here. And for everything I said so far today, whether it be the SEC gross overreach, don't make public comments when you're hangry, you know, um, is an emoji a security, any of that. Let me know your thoughts. It all seems crazy to me, but hey, we're living in a crazy world and, uh, you know, and people like to overreach in that crazy world all the time. And let's get out of the U.S. and go somewhere else. Okay, uh, so let's go to uh, let's go to Canada. <laughs> so eh, not too far away, but let's go to Canada. All right. New Canadian rules for crypto trading platforms leave a little room for stable coins. Okay. The Canadian Securities Administration Administrators published a note on Wednesday describing new commitments it expects from crypto asset trading platforms, CTPs, 
seeking registration in Canada. CTPs will enter a new version of pre-registration undertakings on PRUs, which are legally binding documents. Registered CTPs will be contact, contacted by the principal regulators about compliance with the new expectations. The new commitments represent investor protections in light of the spate of CTP insolvencies that occurred in 2022. The new commitments touch on issues that include segregation of assets, leverage, determination of capital, transparency, and others. Uh, they say a prohibition on the part of the CTP in respect of clients buying and depositing value reference crypto assets, commonly referred to as stable coins, through crypto contracts without prior written consent of the CSA. You know, I don't have a problem banning stable coins as much as others might, um, because fiat is, uh, you know, subject to inflation and devaluation. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're pegged to something that's going to lose money over time, why? You know, that's my that's my thoughts. And let me know yours. Let me know your thoughts about Canada. All right, so we are going to go to, I don't think I have any, any news out of Europe this week, um, but um, I do have uh, Asia. Let's go to Asia, okay? And first place I want to go in Asia is Japan, okay? FTX Japan reports $50 million in withdrawals since February 21st, which is Tuesday. Uh, according to crypto exchange, uh, FTX Japan, over 7,000 holders had moved funds uh, from the firm to Liquid Global acquirement in order to withdraw assets. Bankrupt firm crypto uh, FTX's subsidiary in Japan has reported that thousands of users, 7,000, have moved from the exchange since it resumed withdrawals on Tuesday. That's why they moved, because they resume withdrawals. See, as soon as they resume withdrawals, people are out. Smart. Um, FTX Japan said users of the exchange and those at Liquid Global had withdrawn roughly 6.6 .6 billion yen, 50 million bucks, time of publication in a cryptocurrency and fiat. According to the crypto firm, 7,000 said had moved funds from FTX Japan to Liquid, and there were uh, 5,700 transactions involving crypto and almost 2,000 instances using fiat. The crypto firm said that in order to process withdrawals, FTX Japan users would need to confirm their account balances and transfer them to Liquid. Uh, withdrawals resumed, and then people took their money out. Hey, you know what? That's smart. That's bright. That's what you got to do. Put it somewhere else other than FTX. Yeah, I like that concept. Okay, and then let's look at Hong Kong. Hong Kong's crypto ambition gets a subtle nod from Beijing. So Beijing's approving this subtly. Hong Kong's ambition of becoming a cryptocurrency hub is reportedly seeing subtle support from the Chinese government in what could be seen as a contrast to the mainland's hardline anti-crypto stance. Um, in, in October last year, Hong Kong floated the idea of introducing its own bill to regulate crypto 
and allow retail investors to directly invest into virtual assets that could possibly be in contrast to China's widespread crypto ban. According to people familiar with the matter, Beijing officials have not been brazenly opposed to the idea. Um, it is understood that representatives from China liaison office have been frequenting Hong Kong crypto gatherings, seeking to understand what's going on. So far, their encounters with Beijing officials on the matter have been friendly in Hong Kong, which is being perceived as um, a subtle nod of approval. All right. Well, Hong Kong has some tremendous builders. I've interviewed um, some people in Hong Kong, and they are amazing. And hopefully Hong Kong will be allowed to thrive. And it's always been a business area hub. So let's see what happens. You know, I'm interested to see what really happens here. So let's talk about, let's go, you know, let's leave Asia. That's all I have from Asia. Go to Australia and, and, let me know uh, your thoughts about Hong Kong, and uh, we'll go to Australia. Australian regulators review Binance Australia derivatives over account disclosure. Binance Australia derivatives sent an abrupt, abrupt, yeah, abrupt message to a select group of users yesterday, saying it would be immediately closing their accounts due to a false classification of some users as wholesale clients. This incident caused a flurry of responses from users on social media and the next day the australian securities and investments commission asic announced it would be conducting a targeted review of binance's local derivative operations according to a statement from a spokesperson of the regulator the binance australia derivatives will include the company's classification of retail clients and wholesale clients that person added, it's not yet been reported these matters to ASIC in accordance with its obligation under Australian Financial Services License. More to be revealed. Okay. And let's uh, stay in Australia for the next one. Um, let me know your thoughts on Binance's compliance and how they've done overall globally. Uh, what Australia needs to look for, what they don't need to look for. Let me know your thoughts. Aussies revealed as prime targets of an Israel crypto scam syndicate. Uh-oh. So Australian residents, not just the wholesale clients, right, have been identified as the primary targets of a sophisticated network of cryptocurrency call center scammers suspected to be run by Israeli-based crime bosses. Evidence uncovered after a full-scale raid of four Serbian call centers and 11 residences by Serbian, German, Bulgarian, and Cypriot authorities found that Australians were among the top countries being targeted. And that report came out yesterday. The, ra the raid said saw 15 people arrested and $1.46 million in crypto seized. According to a report, scammers from these call centers allegedly use advertisements on social media to lure in victims and offer promising investment opportunities with lucrative returns. Uh, private investigators told, uh, you know, said that Australians were particularly sought 
after by scammers because of the relatively wealthy and a history of weak investigation efforts by federal and state authorities. Not good to be known as that, um, but, you know, let me know your thoughts and let's talk about, uh, let's talk about some fiat, okay, or actually digital currencies. Uh, Nigeria, the e-Naira is crippled. Nigeria is in talks with New York-based company for a revamp, Okay. The Central Bank of Nigeria continues to develop its Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC, the e-Naira, but this time it's calling for help. According to a Bloomberg report on Tuesday, uh, the CBN, the Central Bank of Nigeria, is in talks with new technology partners to develop a new and improved system to manage the e-Naira. According to sources, yeah, yeah, everything's according to sources, man. Uh, the Nigerian Financial Authority has discussed these plans with New York-based technology firm R3. The new software for the e-Naira will be created to allow the CBN to have complete control over the initiative. However, the unnamed source, of course, it, of course, it's unnamed source, is confidential. It's unnamed. Hey, the effort to create the e-Naira began in 2021 with the help of financial software company BIT. But according to the report, the new partner won't immediately take BIT's role, but it will help phase in total control for the Nigerian Central Bank. More to be revealed. And how's that going to go? What are your predictions? What are your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts. And we're going to stay in East Africa. In in Africa, we're going to go to East Africa, right? Uh, Finovex, East Africa to showcase financial services innovation and excellence. I'd like to finish on a positive note uh, here, and uh, we're almost done. While the fintech and digital journey accelerates in East Africa, the banking sector in particular is a breeding ground for new digital business models developed in response to challenges. Finovex Global Series is hosting its third annual edition of Finovex East Africa Summit in Nairobi, Kenya on May 23rd and 24th to bring together different stakeholders to a common platform and start a constructive engagement. It is themed future-proof fintech through innovation as a service. This summit will focus on cutting-edge technology demonstrations, knowledge sharing, high-level networking, and face-to-face business discussions between BFSI sector decision makers and world-class solution providers looking to transform the digital future of BFSI companies in the region. That is a beautiful thing. Let me know your thoughts on that matter. And we have one more announcement. And I want to thank everybody for for, uh, tuning in today. Um, Each and every week on Friday, we do the uh, X Factor with the crypto hipster and I have an announcement um, and I have a question. Are you ready to ride the wave? Indonesia's premier blockchain and crypto conference is back. Crypto Asian 2023. One vision, one community, one economy. Uh, the This conference, this wonderful, amazing conference, which 
the Crypto Hipster podcast is a digital sponsor of. So if you could check it out, should. If you speak there, I'll be happy to interview you pre um, on my Crypto Hipster podcast. It's 25th of May in Jakarta, Indonesia. At uh, It's a block Jakarta event. And um, you can go to blackarrowconferences.com forward slash crypto asian that's a-s-e-a-n 2023.html for all the news all information it's going to be a wonderful conference uh we also sponsored block bali in the fall and now uh crypto asian 2023 so that's the crypto uh conference and this has been the x factor with the crypto hipster uh, thank you very much for tuning in have a wonderful week and uh, see you next week.